Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So today is March 3rd, 2015, and we have an annual communication session with Milo. So Milo, please. He just shows me himself standing on his hind legs in joy, very happy to be communicated with once again. <laughs> All right. So where did you guys want to begin? Well, um, I'm sure we'd like to hear what what he thinks, but we've been having for quite a long time some issues with him that make it very difficult for us to take him places and stuff, which is that he's... Uh, one, he's begging. He begs all the time. Um, that's at home, too, for food all the time. Okay. Um, if we get near the kitchen, he starts to beg. We do feed him three times a day, um, but he's because he has this condition, that, so we don't let him get too hungry. Um, but the other thing is, like, when Roger takes him to work or sometimes when we have guests, He'll not only beg, but he'll kind of constantly, what, cry and bark. Sometimes he'll bark. Sometimes if we're in the living room watching TV, he'll just go in the kitchen and cry, you know, near his, where the food um, not um, container is. At work, sometimes he'll just bark at me until I give him something. Sometimes it feels like jealousy. Sometimes it, it, it feels like every hour or so he thinks of food and then can't stop thinking of it. Okay. And remind me, has he been diagnosed, guys, with something from your vet? He was, he's been diagnosed with um, atypical Cushing's, which basically he doesn't have the kind with the high cortisol. Um, he has, well, it's atypical. He's very high testosterone, even though he's been neutered. Okay. And... Um, I've always thought maybe it has something to do with the hunger that he feels. He's really food-obsessed. Although, like right now, he's sitting next to us chewing on a chew toy and seems perfectly happy. Nevertheless, the amount of barking and crying and whining for, usually for food, but sometimes we don't know if it's attention or whatever, is just, it's really sad because it makes us annoyed at him and he's he's such an adorable boy but this is a a trait that's really hard for us okay gotcha all right so milo do you hear everything being said here it's very much frustrating and, and annoying and a problem even for them when you do all the barking and all that can you tell us what's going on he says i am barking in part because it's a habit he does acknowledge that he says, it's very habitual for me to guide you towards the kitchen. He shows me himself barking and then wanting to, like, lead lead you, you know, him being first and you following, because that's his ideal, he tells me, method of getting you to the kitchen in order to get something. Now, is this is it always habit? And what What is the habit trying to feed? Is it feeding attention or because you're hungry or what else? Um, he says, part of the time I'm hungry, yes. Part of the time is I just need something in my mouth. 
having something in my mouth makes me feel good. Um, the chewing that he's doing, okay, you mentioned he's got a chew thing. When I ask him, how satisfying is that for you right now, what you're chewing on? He says, very satisfying. And why is that? He says, because it makes me salivate and it gets all the blood flowing in the mouth and in the head region. This is very nourishing, nurturing as well for me. It actually keeps him busy. It also wears him out. It feels like once that, you know, whatever you've offered him, rawhide or whatever you've offered him is over, he shows me about 10 minutes time span passing, and then he'll start thinking about food again. And why so soon? He says, because my mouth has to keep be kept busy. Um, okay, so what if you were to work for your food more, like with one of those treat balls where the food actually rolls out? He says, that's fine. Um, it feels like Milo, even though I've got him down as a, the age of seven and a half in your records here, um, no. even though he's seven he's and a half, seven. it feels like he's got the energy of like a two to three year old dog. A lot yeah, of he's energy. He's actually 11. Oh, my age is completely off. My goodness. Oh. Wow, he still feels to me like two to three years old. He does not feel like an 11-year-old dog to me. <laughs> no, and I was just saying, as we were going towards the phone, he came bounding down the stairs and just really happy and cheerful and 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 busy, you know, lots of energy. Yes, which leads me to say it feels like he also needs a working mind. He needs to get his body working and his mind working some easy things you guys can do at home and stop me if we've discussed this in the past though I don't think we did because I don't have anything written in my notes about it is you can get those Kong toys at the store or those treat balls they are treat balls that you can actually take his dinner in instead of feeding him out of dish put his dinner into these treat balls and put him in the kitchen and if he's eating kibble is he eating kibble Yes. Okay. And it just rolls out. You know, he has to work for it, though. It keeps the mind, the mind busy, which gives the body something to do. And what he's after is licking and chewing. It's a bit like a baby who needs to suck its thumb, even though it's like four years old. Why do they do it? They don't do it because they are trying to get milk out of it, obviously. But it's kind of the idea of that whole sucking mouth motion. It feels like Milo has this. And, yes, it may be medical truth universe let me just ask is this related is this intense desire for food solely medical based based on whatever is off in his body uh i get no not all of it okay so what is the cause then of this a lot of his intention attention he's seeking attention sometimes he is indeed hungry but part of it is he's not being hey, this dog needs an outlet he needs to be exercised i don't know if you can hire somebody to walk him but it's like giving him something else to do it feels like he, uh, you guys might take him places, but it feels like he doesn't get outside the house very much. And I'm not counting your backyard. You might have a fenced-in backyard. I'm talking about outside the home where he can walk in a park or in the neighborhood. Um, it feels like he's a bit sheltered. Um, and even though he's 11, he's got that body of a 2- to 3-year-old, and it feels like he needs to get some exercise. So going back to the treat bowl, bowls, uh, balls and the Kongs, are you familiar with freezing Kongs? Yeah, we yeah. use those. We, he eats them in about 10 seconds. He runs it all around the dining room. and Yeah, I gave him his food in a Kong, and then I also would give him every night a, a little Kong with frozen peanut butter in it. Okay, nice. If you um, t- 
take the frozen Kong. I have foster dogs these days, guys, and it is like a godsend to use those frozen Kongs. What I do, and maybe this will make it a little bit more complex, if you're going to use the peanut butter, you put a, as soon as you take the Kong and you put it whole side up so it's the hole's facing you, put a little layer of dry kibble, and then I often spoon in just, uh, or knife in a whole bunch of um, loose canned dog food. You can use the peanut butter if, if you're comfortable with that. And then another layer of dry, and then I put a little light canned on top, and I freeze it for over an hour. So it takes the dog, instead of one minute, it takes them generally eight to ten minutes, and it gives them a good lick mouth workout, again, tiring them out. Bully sticks, maybe, uh, you know, if that is suitable for his body and your vet feels he can certainly eat almost anything and everything. Bully sticks make a dog work extra hard. He could probably do one of those a couple times a day. Um, that's a good 10-minute workout. Anything to kind of give you guys some peace and get that licking and chewing action happening for him because um, it just feels like he's looking for the chewing and licking, not just for the whole sake of ingesting food to ease his stomach, but also to get his energy out, and that is one way of helping an animal get their energy out. Just asking him to stop, guys. I'm getting a no from the universe is not something that Milo can do. It's it's not that he's unwilling and is trying to give you guys a hard time. That's not my sense. He's a very sweet, sweet, loving boy. He just says, I can't help myself. He's a bit like an OCD um, human being. They, they just can't help themselves. And this is an example of he can, he's his dog who can't seem to help himself. And so kind of modifying things in the environment through these chew toy things keeps him busy and makes your life a little easier. How often, honestly, does Milo get out for a good long walk? Never. Well, the prob- there's two problems. One is he doesn't, when we've tried to take him for long walks, he stops very quickly, like as if he doesn't like it or can't do it. Um, so, but the other thing is, you know, it's been below zero forever here in Vermont, you know, and he doesn't, he doesn't do that well um, in that kind of cold. His feet no, are really sensitive. He tries to lift up all four feet. It's kind of cute. Um, you know, we take him for long walks when it's nice weather around the property, which is pretty big. Um but but he doesn't get enough exercise, okay. and it's hard in the, you know, there's lots of snow. Where are you located? I'm in Colorado, but I grew up in upstate New York, so my parents are still there, so I totally know what your weather's like, and I, Record I totally get that. Record here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and he is telling me at the same time you're speaking to Roger, he does not like the cold, so you're right. Um, okay, so Truth Universe, what else would be supportive of this dog then? Um, doggy daycare, guys, is an indoor facility that you may wish to consider even for half a day every other day. Um, you know, it's appropriate for dogs that are good with other dogs. I have actually worked at such a facility. They're large play groups of usually very well-balanced dogs because not just any dog can, you know, positively handle that type of environment, but they get to play with each other and engage with the, the supervisors who are supervising the group. That would give you a break, and that would help him have a really healthy, energetic outlet, and it would be indoors. So, yeah, no, that's a great part of our problem is we live in very rural Vermont. In Rutland, there, there, there. In Rutland, there there's is. a there's okay. one that where it's like 40 dogs at a time, and um, I've, you get to watch them all day on video. Yeah, a cam. lot of them have cameras. Yeah, it's so cute. I think Erin used to bring her dogs there. We'd watch them 
they throw a ball and all 40 dogs would run in the same direction. Yes, and they put so them in groups ball. by sizes. Um, you you feel kind of, or you sound kind of distant, Roger. Are you still there? Getting tired and running around with other dogs. I think we got cut off. Are you guys still there? You sound really distant. I'm sorry, we just got cut off oh, in, there you go. in Milo's paw. Um, he stepped on the speaker button. Sorry, he stepped on the speaker button, so I think you missed everything that Roger said, that maybe we could take him to doggy daycare. Yeah, I would give the people a ring, see what the requirements are. They'll tell you over the phone. You know, he'll probably need a Bordetella, which is the common kennel cough vaccine before he even gets put in that environment. But I've spoken with dogs, and I've worked with, I've worked in that setting and thus spoken with the dogs I was supervising, and the majority love it, love it. So anyway, it's an option. Um, he loves going to the groomer where there are lots of dogs. Oh. Runs to the door. <coughs> yes, and he loves people. I mean, he's just a social butterfly. <laughs> All right. So I do want to explain to them so that whatever control he does have, which really doesn't seem like much, he can at least try to curb it if he'd be willing. So my note, it is a problem when you are doing all this, especially the attention aspect. Can they give you a different form of attention rather than you, you know, encouraging all the time for food? He says, but food is what I see as my reward. What kind of reward are you after? He says, love, not punishment. Okay, what is this not punishment about? Is this from your past? He says everything's from my past. Guys, how long have you had him? Ever since he was a little baby. And where did he come from? He came from a house in um, Kentucky or Tennessee. Tennessee. And he, my understanding is that, um, he, you know, he's a mixed breed. He His mom was a poodle. That and his dad a Maltese, and there was another poodle that belonged to the friend of the breeder at the same time who had a litter, and her puppies died. So they gave Milo to her like a surrogate pup, and he nursed with her, and they used to laugh saying, you know, he was, he was pretty chubby because he didn't have any competition. There were no other litter mates. So... That's all I really know. And then he flew up by himself, and um, he's been with us since he was a little baby. He was two and a half pounds. Okay, gotcha. When I and thank you for that. That's helpful, Ellen. Because when as I'm listening to your story, I asked him, and so what does food mean to you based on your past? You know, since your first connection with food, and he says food means love. So when your people feed you, what are you getting out of it? He says satisfaction and love. Okay, so do you think your people love you even when they don't feed you? He says, oh, yes, definitely. But if I keep asking them for food, I get lots more love. So what if your people always love you even when you, you don't him. ask for food? Yeah, he's You're, crying now. You don't have to ask for food. He says, touch and love are my two major components. I've got to have that in my life or else I get worried. What do you worry about then? He says, I'm worried that I won't be fed. Where does that come from? Take me back to when you first had that thought. Okay, so there was a time where, and this may have been in transit. Um, was he shipped to you on the ground? It feels like he might have been trained. Air, airplane. So he was an airplane. Okay. He apparently went, he tells me, how many days? A day, only a day, without food. And yet yeah, for him, did. that was very 
traumatic because he worried that if he was he was never going he was very hungry at that moment and he didn't know if he was going to ever get food again. So Aww. how did you conclude since that experience? He concluded that if I look cute and I be sweet, then people will feed. That's so true. I've been doing that. So I mean, he's been um it's not really like putting on an act. But he feels that if he is sweet and cute, that he just thinks one thing will follow the next, that food is going to follow. To him, it's very logical. Okay. So I'm going to kind of set him right there and let him know that, um, okay, that day without food, when it feels like you were transported, it's just because the person you came from and the people you're going to were available in that moment to offer you food or feed. Do you understand that? It's transportation. And I will let you know, Milo, that's actually pretty common, in part because some animals that get fed during transport can have tummy trouble, vomit, things of that sort. And so it had nothing to do with you not being fed later on in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, so you mean they would have fed me anyway? Of course, once you got into Ellen and Roger's home, they would have fed you anyway, even if you were not as cute and sweet as you've been hmm, kind of embellishing all these years. He says, but they think I'm cute and sweet anyway, and I'm going to just assure him, yes, you do, and I do too, because you are a sweetheart of a dog. But I just wanted to let you know what's right here. He says, so I don't have to try so hard to be extra cute? No. <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. Um, let me just see. So, Truth Universe, what do the owners need to say to support Milo in this? Ask him to be himself. Guys, now and in the days ahead, I'm going to invite you to ask Milo out loud. Milo, we ask that today you be yourself. Don't be something you think we want you to be. We want you to be you, truly you. And that may help remind him of the conversation we just had here regarding the he doesn't have to embellish. He can just be himself and relax more. He's very high-strung is what I'm getting to. Does that make sense? He's very what? High-strung. Yes, yeah, yes, he is. And, and you know, what you said about the transport, when he arrived we had to give him a little, like, corn syrup, corn syrup because his <coughs> blood sugar was so low. Oh. And he was so little that we had to give that immediately. It was a very long day. Two and it was a, a hugely long trip. Okay. okay. So that sort of fit. Okay, okay. So, Milo, do you hear all that? They're, they're understanding where you're coming from. Does this make sense to them, too? He says, of course it does. I lived it. Okay, yes. I acknowledge that, and they do, too. Okay. So the solution to the always asking in this case is just to be yourself. Who are you underneath this constant hyperactivity and constant trying hard to be sweet and cute? Who are you really underneath that shadow? He says, I'm Mr. Huggable and Mr. Lovable. And I'm getting guys that actually shines through him quite a bit anyway, naturally, which is great. So are you really this hyperactive guy? He says, no, not really. There was a time I wasn't hyperactive, more when I was playful, yes, energetic, yes, but not always trying so hard. He tells me he just wheedles his way in sometimes into your, well, into your bodies if you're, like, sitting on the couch. He, he tries real hard to, it feels like, be all touchy-feely with you guys. Then There's neediness there. He acts needy. 
Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, he squishes yes. between us and the couch. Yes. That's he forces he his way right between me and the couch. Exactly. And it's very but he, you know. Yeah. So the the energy he's the the motivation I should say behind why he's doing that squeezing between you between the bodies is out of neediness. It's need. It's not out of oh I love my people. Where it may look like that, and yes he is a lovable dog who loves touch and all that, but it's out of the unbalanced energy of need. So truth universe is um, the flower essence neediness appropriate for this dog. Um, yes, it reads. Okay, I'm going to send you guys a link afterwards um, within 24 hours or less to a flower essence called Neediness. It's put up by Green Hope Farms. It's a flower essence. I don't know if you're familiar with those at all, but a couple drops into his water bowl daily. Yeah, or if you, yeah. Are you familiar with flower essences? Yeah, we, we've given him rescue remedy and things like that. Okay, good. Neediness is specifically a flower essence that helps for neediness issues, cleanliness, clinginess following you around, Velcroness. And it's not that we're trying to change his personality, because personality can't be changed. We're trying to help him lift off the imbalanced, unbalanced reasons behind why he does this Velcro activity, because that's not really who he is. He's sweet, he's lovable, he'll want to hang out with you, but he's doing it right now out of desperation. Okay, we'll give him that in his water. Okay, cool. Um, Other questions for him? Does he like going to work? Okay, sure. And he goes with, with you, Roger? What? And he goes with you? Yeah. Okay, so Milo, do you like going to work with Roger? He says, oh, yes, I love car rides. Okay, so when you get at work, so do you actually like being at work with him? He says it gets boring sometimes. Okay, what's the boring part? i got to lay around. There's times he says he can be mellow, but he shows me um, – I don't know if you're keeping him in a small space with a, a little gate or how this work actually, you know, the environment actually works, but he, he tells me to him he feels a bit confined. When I ask, how does this make you feel, he says, well, I'm okay. I'd rather be there because I have to be with somebody. Why do you say that? He says, because they don't trust me alone by myself. Oh, is that true, guys? No. Yes. It's not that we oh, don't I trust work. him. I no, 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 no. Ellen hates to leave him alone. It, you know, it makes Ellen uncomfortable, like if you, especially if it's for more than a couple of hours. Well, four hours to me feels like the maximum I'm comfortable with. Okay, 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 fair enough. That's fine. Um, so, Milo, or is that your preference to then to be with Roger versus being in the house by yourself longer than four hours? It is. He'd rather be with you, Roger, but he does get bored. Um, this might be a nice you know, option where the bully sticks come in, something he can chew, wear himself out. He does tell me he's very good for you at work, though, just the same. Yes. Well, there's another dog that's there sometimes now. Can you ask if he likes the other dog? This has just happened, like, as of a week ago. Okay, sure. So, as of a week ago, Milo, there's another dog there. How do you feel about Very excited is what he tells me. Is this dog somebody you would call friend? Um, he's showing me an image, actually, of a, a barrier between them. I'm not sure if this is a baby gate or what it is. What is this? Right no, now? they're together. They played. Oh. They tried to run around and play, and they were pretty cute. Okay. So yeah. let's see. So tell me more about your relationship with this dog. He says it's fun. It's better than just sitting by myself in a little soft spot. feels like you've got a little doggy better someplace set up just for him. So he is finding it fun. Is this dog going to stay? He asks you. Yeah, the dog belongs to, was ado- ad- adopted by a, a girl that works in the office. 
and um, you know they play for a while and then stopped. You know, but they they really did get into it and had some fun. Um, I do get that. Yes, this is a nice outlet for him. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, we do a fun thing. There's a long hallway, and somebody takes kibble on the other end of the hallway, and we make him run back and forth like ten times. Oh, you know, very good. He finds wear that him out a little super bit. fun. Wow, he loves it. He's always in for a game. This dog loves games, too, by the way. Uh, have, he's very food, well, you guys know, food motivated. Um, yes. You know, have either of you considered doing some sort of agility training? Even if you can't go someplace with him to do agility, you can set up little obstacles in your home, little things he's got to do, or training new tricks, using trick training. Um, teaching him new things since he is so food motivated. There's tons of YouTube videos with a trainer named Zach, Z-A-K, George is his last name, Zach George on YouTube.com. Check out any of his videos. He's got amazing simple tricks. You can just type in Zach George and dog training tricks. Um, And tricks are really helpful for dogs who need to be kept busy because, again, you're working that mind. You're enriching that mind. And actually thinking in a new way is tiresome for a dog. And this is something, of course, you could practice at home. Um, But it wears them out a good, you know, for him, he could actually do a good solid eight-minute training for food before he gets a little bit tired. So that might be something you want to incorporate on a regular basis, too. I mean, if you can handle a daily basis, you know, eight minutes a day really isn't too bad. But that's a way of wearing him out, too, and working his mind, which works his body. Yeah, I must say I don't play with him at all like that at home. I'm busy working all the time, and and I don't give him any stimulation like that. I, okay. I don't feel bad. Well, don't feel bad, Ellen, because, you know, just look at this communication as kind of like shedding some light on what hasn't maybe been working so well and what maybe is a new door of opportunity that opens for you all and Milo to make your lives easier and enrich his. So, yeah, no, it's all good. (laughs) Can you ask him what would make him happy? Sure. What would make He loves snuggling on your lap is what he shows me. Okay, what else makes you happy? He says running in the park. He shows me, (laughs) okay, he shows me this fun image of putting you both on collar and uh, leash as if he was the human walking the two well, walking you guys as if you were the dogs, and he's taking you for a walk in the park. Now, when I asked Milo, what does this image literally mean? He says, when it's weather, when the weather is nice out, when it's sun shining, we have to go out and not go for a ride in the car, although he loves that. He loves sightseeing and riding in the car, but it's like not just going for a ride. He actually needs to move his energetic body, and he wants you both to go with him. That's what the image means. Okay. I get he's a really happy dog, guys. He's very happy. He just has so much energy that, honestly, he's got this habit that, you know, yes, some of it's medical-based, but the majority feels like it's done out of necessity, out of neediness, and his past. Let me ask him, so Milo, since you now know about the situation, and we now understand and acknowledge the situation of you went without food during your transportation, are you willing to let go of all the thoughts and decisions that you've decided since then that has just snowballed into where you're at now with this incessant neediness? Because then you could be more of who you truly are. He says, yes. Okay, so I'm just going to invite divine love, which is one of the highest vibrations there is, to just surround him. He's willing to accept that. Okay, great. And infiltrate him. 
on a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level. For his greatest and highest good, we ask of this divine. And just help this dog to shift in whatever direction is for his greatest and highest good and all involved. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, He is telling me now, training me to do tricks retreats. He says, I'm so in with that. He's so in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he'd be good at that. He he does like to do even, you know, to get him to jump up on things, you know, for a treat. He loves that. And um, I'm sure if we set up an obstacle course, he'd have the time of his life. Yeah, which works his mind, works his body, and you guys get to have a good laugh, too, because, wow, he's very athletic, actually, for his body type, which actually surprises me. He's pretty athletic. Yeah, he is, yeah. (laughs) Nice. We've got three more minutes. What else? Oh, my. Well, I I have this thing I bought at the vet's once, and I've never used it. It dispenses little kibble. (laughs) Uh, with like a remote, and it's like a training toy. Um, And I'm wondering if he would like that. Sure, let's see. He says, anything that's food-related, I like. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I've never heard of this sort of thing, Ellen, but my goodness, I would would add that to your repertoire. I would go to Petco or PetSmart and pick up some of these, you know, the treat ball. I don't know what the actual name of it is, but it's a treat ball that, um, you know, it's got little indents. That dispenses, but I would get that. I, I would freeze a whole slew of Kongs, quite honestly. You can freeze them generally for up to a week, and mm-hmm. they'll keep quite well. Um, but so these I, are I just treats, though, right? It's not his main meal, the Kongs. Um, you can do it either. There are a lot of people out there, and I've done it with one of my high-strung foster dogs, where I fed his entire meal out of a treat ball. I actually, because he was a small chihuahua-sized dog, I got, like, multiple little treat balls, and I stuck all his normal portion in there for, you know, he got fed twice a day for Mm -hmm. every meal. And I just put him in the kitchen. And honestly, I didn't worry about a mess because, one, it was kibble, and, two, I knew he was going to eat every piece. Right, right. But it made him work for it, and he Mm -hmm. just loved it, quite honestly. It kept him busy for a good ten minutes, and he was exhausted at the end. <laughs> so, oh, I'm just remembering I'm, now that I I bought another thing which is food related, but it's like the dog has to discover how to open it up and push a button and do all sorts of stuff like that to get it. We, we forgot yeah. to mention he does have a habit of, like, oh, yeah. after eating of humping blankets or anything he can find, and pillows. if you pillows, and if you take away the pillow, he'll find something else, you know. And sometimes he'll cry for his. This one pillow. Yeah, like it's an old friend. Like it's the love of his life. Yeah, it feels like that is like the food obsession, the OCD. It's mm-hmm. um, out of neediness. This flower essence may help, you know, gentle, uh, or at least, you know, help you guys with that. But he's doing it out of neediness. It's not, yeah, the, the sexualness is gone. He's doing it out of, yes, it makes him feel good. He's, he's a pleasure-seeking dog. This dog loves soft, cozy places people he loves he loves to snuggle and cuddle and he enjoys feeling good about himself and he releases chemicals in his brain that helps him to feel good when he does the humping activity so he's seeking the pleasure of the chemical release even though it's not it's not Mm -hmm. related to the sexual drive of a female he's not thinking female dog when he's doing this (laughs) um when i ask him well is this is 
this troublesome to you guys? I know I wouldn't want my dog doing it, but how bothersome is it to you? It's bothersome, but the, the, the whining and crying and barking is much more bothersome because this tends to be very short-lived. Okay. I mean, okay. I didn't. <coughs> gotcha. All right. Well, let me just let them know that, okay, so that the whining and barking is troublesome to them. It's a problem when you do all that very annoying. They're going to do some things, though, in the future that are going to help to support you in getting your energy out, your wanting and barking out into new outlet, a more appropriate outlet that would serve you and serve them and their their need for peace and quiet at times. How do you feel about that, Myla? He says, that's great. If it involves exercise, me running, he tells me he likes to play, too. Um, so chasing balls, any sort of game that he loves games, anything that you can guys get him to do to be on the move, uh, feels like it would be really nice to do, you know, and that's an He'll play fetch for the longest time. Okay, okay, cool. Um, if your arm gets tired, you've probably seen those um, contractions. I'll send you a link to it. It's an automatic ball thrower. Um, you teach the dog, and he's, super, he's really smart, so I, I believe he could learn how to do this, how to put it into the thrower. It's designed for dogs, and then you shoot oh. it down a hallway or something. Oh, I don't get tired from it. It's, it's really cute. Oh, okay. But okay. that's amazing idea <laughs> that he yeah, do it all. Yeah, and one of my clients has it, and her little, she has, um, uh, she's got a little chihuahua, just adores this thing. So, all right. Um, and I'll let them know, too, Ellen, that, yeah, she's not keen. They're not keen on you, even though it's short-lived, doing the humping. So if you could let them help you, help yourself in getting your energy out, that would be great. He says he's all for it. He is totally on board. You guys want to make me run? He says, I'll do it. Good. Good. Very well, good. tell him we love him very much. All right. They love you very much. <laughs> he puts um, his paws in both your hearts. He has a little heart-shaped image in the bottom of your paws. What does this image mean, please? He says, I love them back. We're all connected heart to heart here. I love my family. Oh. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> well, you guys have your work cut out for you, but the good thing is Milo is totally excited about it. <laughs> so. Oh. He's a very willing participant. That's great. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome, guys. All right. Feel free to keep me posted. Shoot me over an email in a couple weeks, okay? Okay. Absolutely. You have a good night. You guys, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.